Okay, welcome everybody to yet another episode of the It Starts With You podcast. Um, and my guest today is someone I met on a networking uh, meeting online, of course, because that's where everything happens these days. Um, and we kind of just hit it off a little bit. I've been on her podcast. I love this woman's sense of humour, how she shows up on the online space and um, yeah, just what she shares. And I really just wanted to just get her on the podcast and talk about her relationship with herself, her business, her clients, um, and see what we can eke out of that. And hopefully some of it will be inspiring to you. Maybe you'll get a couple of golden nuggets to take away and implement in your life. So uh, yeah, today's guest is Siobhan Fox. Good day. <laughs> I was going to say good morning, good afternoon. I couldn't remember what it was. Good day. <laughs> And and a good day to you. And good day to you, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for agreeing to come on. It's lovely to have you here. Um, rather than me introduce you and say all of the wonderful things that you do and you've done, I always ask my guests to do that. Um, so who is Siobhan Fox? What do you do? And yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Um, who is Siobhan Fox? Great <laughs> question. Changes on a daily basis. Yeah, for all of um, us. Uh, yeah, so I am a business owner. I'm a mum to a very nearly five-year-old. Um, I was a cat mum, but my cat died this year. Oh. So I'm a recovering, grieving cat mum looking for <laughs> the next four-legged fairy friend, hopefully next year. Okay. I live in Win- Winchester in Hampshire, um, which is like living in paradise. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's nice there. Um, and... Uh, what else? I swim in the river in Winchester. We're very lucky to have yeah. lovely chalk rivers here, nice and clean to swim in. I've seen some of those um, crazy pictures of you doing early morning changer. swims. No. Absolute game changer. <laughs> I, yeah, used to watch the news on New Year's Day and see all those batty women getting in the sea. You know, there's always a segment on these yeah. day, and I uh, think you're all nuts. And then I've become one of those people. <laughs> and I stand on the other side of the fence, going, "Oh, I get it now. It keeps me sane." Um, did that? Can I just uh, ask? Did, did that happen? Did that happen during lockdown? Was that something you started then? My friend started during lockdown, and then it was about three months of her just going, get in the river, she wanted to get in the river, get in the river, and she'd probably get in the river. Why don't we get in the river? And then eventually I was like, oh, fine, I'll get in the fucking river. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, never looked back. Um, I, what else? Um, discovered the highly sensitive person, personality type, a couple of years ago, right. which was like re- just discovering my user manual. Um, and then... This year, the main discovery has been having an ADHD brain, which is the other section of the user manual. And between the two, I feel like I get it now. I get why I do things the way I do, why my brain works the way it does, why it never shuts up other than <laughs> when I get in the river. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think for me, becoming a mum and owning a business have been the two biggest sort of self-discovery journeys I've been on in recent years. Yeah. They've just helped me make sense of a bunch of stuff and get to a place where I'm a lot calmer, happier, more resilient person, mm. which is always nice. Well, it is, isn't it? Because it's probably, you know, three things that most of us want. We We definitely want to be calm and happy, that's for sure. So, and those are the things that you know certainly in my world that most people are seeking <laughs> and um yeah exactly 
and the, the, this whole series of, of um, recent episodes on the podcast is, has been all about relationships. That's what drove me to start doing these chats and conversations and obviously realising that, you know, the biggest relationship we have, the longest one we have, the greatest asset we have is ourselves and how people navigate their own personal relationships with themselves and how that then impacts what they do, whether there's their job or their partner or their families and uh, and the kids even and obviously you you know your business is, is is thriving you're a business mentor so how you show up for your clients is super important you're a mum to a five-year-old how you show up for your child super important and your partner as well so but if your relationship with yourself is a bit of a shit show then all of that is going to be a struggle um i know that for myself and in my business and um yeah just through client work as well so Crazy cat lady, I think. <laughs> I might call this episode. <laughs> yeah. Crazy river swimming cat lady. <laughs> Accurate. Um, tell me about, where should we start? I think, let's go straight to the ADHD. I had a, my friend Amy Polly on and she's got an ADHD diagnosis. And there is a lot of talk about neurodiversity now in, on social media and just in life and, you know, how how we show up in the world and how has that been for you what what's the process been did you because I had the same kind of conversation with Amy actually it's like did you always feel like there was something not quite right not quite you felt different how you functioned how your brain worked or was it how did that all come about for you I guess yeah I mean I've always felt like an outsider I've always felt like there's something wrong with me mm. used to have that weird fantasy that everyone else in the world were robots and I was the only human Wow! in my early teens um yeah just or or that you know worried that maybe I was adopted I just always had a sense that like everyone else was one way and I was a different way and I just spent my life trying to fit in with groups of people or situations and just failing miserably yeah. and being deeply unhappy I spent most of my teens like suicidal basically just racked with hormones uh, and had family stuff going on which didn't help but Mm. yeah just never nothing ever I never fitted in anywhere Mm. I never felt at home or comfortable Um, and then I think it probably wasn't until my late 20s I hopped from client side a client side marketing role to an agency which was a big risk mm. and a total blag on my part. <laughs> and I met people who openly talked about having anxiety and taking medication and going to counselling and therapy. Mm. And I'd never met people who spoke about that and it was suddenly became okay, mm. which was, yeah, I think probably the beginning of it. And then a sort of very slow increase of awareness, big uh, breakdown when... Um, I had my little one, had really crushing anxiety with him. Yeah. And then he was also a very screamy baby, which didn't help. And then um, went back to work and then had like a proper emotional breakdown then, um, crashed out, like proper burnout. And then um, just had to start a business whilst experiencing crushing anxiety, which actually I think kind of helped me. Mm. And then, you know... You make a tiny human being and you're basically making a small version of yourself, but you make a business and you're basically making a version of yourself. 
so these two all of all these two mirrors did was reflect back all the shit that I needed to sort out yeah <laughs> and then I think it was Janet Murray shared her diagnosis during lockdown 2020 and I've been following her she's great content yeah. strategist and creator and I read her story I read the traits and I went oh sounds a bit like me and then a friend of mine sent it to me and went, ha ha, this is us. Thought no more of it. And then it was just a cumulative thing. Someone sharing their story over here, someone sharing their story over there. And then it w- this conversation with my friend, um, who who also has an ADHD brain, we now know, um, just it, it became less ha ha, this might be us, and more like, oh shit, I think this might be us. You're right. Um, and then I, it was just educating myself. I spoke to an ADHD coach earlier in the year, and she said, read um, Hallowell and Ray T's book, ADHD 2.0. And that, I read it and I went, oh, yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> and that was a real massive education piece. And now I just um, follow loads of accounts and coaches and content creators who talk about it. And it, just every day I'm educating myself on mm. how my brain works and what helps me, what doesn't, how to work with this exceptional ability to do things at the last minute <laughs> rather than against it and, you know, set myself up for success. But crucially, just stop beating myself up for the way I am. Yeah. And I think and now I've just found all these people who think like me and have brains like me and I feel part of something and, and I'm, I don't care if everyone's one way and I'm different. It doesn't matter. We're all different, you know? I don't feel like an outsider anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's been a real game changer for my life and my day-to-day experience of being a human being. Yeah. Um, but I think there are a lot of myths that surround it. And reading that book, it just made me realise I've had in my head a hyperactive six-year-old boy, you know, and that's not what this is at all Mm. um yeah i also read an article a while ago that said that genetically it benefited human beings to have people with adhd brains Mm. because we were because of which makes sense you don't want your human population to be all similar do you it benefits us if we all think differently so like my high sensitivity i'd be on alert hearing the tribe two counties over through the earth before someone else did, you know, picking up on people's <laughs> behaviour. Yeah. Um, you know, doing well under pressure, doing things at the last minute. Yeah. So yeah, I do think there's a reason we're all wired differently. And I think we're only on the cusp of figuring out what that really looks like. Yeah. I think in twenty years labels like ADHD and dyslexia and autism will be completely outdated and will be replaced with something that explains humanity in a much better and clearer way yeah i think we've only scratched the surface so far yeah well, so I, yeah that was a really long-winded answer i love long-winded answers but if you ask an adhd <laughs> to talk about adhd like good luck you'll be there for a while <laughs> <laughs> well i've asked a few um you know uh, I've, my, one of my kids is autistic so i've got an autistic child but that presents very very differently I, you know and the, like everything there's a spectrum as well so um but I've got a couple of friends that, yeah, have ADHD diagnosis. And um, like I said, Amy being one of them, and she's been on here. And it's funny you said about the anxiety about, um, you know, having your, your little, your child. Like, she, I know she suffered really badly as well um, with Jackson, her 
her child, um, yeah, like giving birth and the anxiety that came with that was quite extreme for her. So that's something she's really had to work through and work on and, um, yeah, manage. Which and, and she's gone on to help a lot of people, actually, all the, you know, now that she's worked her way through that and continues to do so, she's now helping other people. And, and obviously you will and you do, and I, I know that you do already, but how is that like your relate because like it sounds like before you were you were, you know you were beating yourself up quite a bit by the sounds of it so your relationship with yourself maybe not have been the best obviously as a teenager like i said suicidal thoughts and things like that um how has that how has this level of understanding that you've now got that your brain works in this way has it massively changed your relationship that you have with yourself and, you know, how you function? I, I know it, how you function, yes, obviously, but that relationship that you have with yourself. Yeah, massively. And um, I know it sounds really cheesy, but it is about learning to love yourself, warts and all. Mm. And, you know, speak kindly to yourself, speak well of yourself. I'm really learning that. I'm watching my little boy just trash talk himself already. And I'm yeah. like, God, he's five. You're like, well, how are you? And I'm like, oh, because this is how we're wired. We're wired to the negative. Yeah. And he's very sensitive and he sets really high standards for himself. So when he struggles to do, and he does pick things up quickly. So if anything is a challenge, he's like, oh, can't do it. Yeah. And gets really upset. And I'm like, okay, but how could you speak differently to yourself? Yeah. I can't do it yet, you know. Yeah. And then I think, God, no one taught me this shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm now through through coaching him. I'm I'm picking it up as I go along, going, well, I could probably speak better. It's those little flippant comments. You go, you're talking about something, and I don't know. A friend says they're oh, I'm starting tennis lessons. And you go, oh, that's cool. I was always rubbish at school, Yeah. at sport. Yeah. And it's a flippant comment. And then you come back to it later and you go, how awful is that? Yeah. That I just trash talk myself like that. Yeah. And you go, you know, there's a different way. I, I really focus on how those words might make someone else laugh, but I don't realise that I'm also hearing those words. Yeah. And there's a little, you know, seven or eight-year-old stuck on the side of the tennis court in my brain going never gonna be any good at this yeah what's the point of trying and I just think yeah it's really made me conscious of how I talk to myself and I just think emotionally as well um I, w I was always so up and down so at the mercy of my emotions just mm. on this on this riding the high seas all the time and now I'm able to kind of go all right the emotion arrives what is it mm -hmm. feel it feel uncomfortable let it out and then, you know, see if there's anything to be learned from it and just let it go and move on. Mm. And again, no one ever taught me how to do that. I've had to teach myself how to do that. Mm. But that does improve your relationship with yourself because you're able to be more compassionate and accepting, give yourself permission to feel things. Mm. You know, like I've always been very passionate that to say to my son, especially as a boy, it's okay to cry. In fact, it's really good to cry. Mm. And then I think, Again, no one told me that. Child of the 80s, you know, with sort of roaring feminism going on. Yeah. It was boys don't cry, but girls don't cry either. And actually, I really notice now, I go, oh, I feel like I need to cry, but I can't access it. Wow. You know, my son can 
feel he needs to cry and just cry and get it out and move on. Wow. <laughs> and I have to find a trigger. You yeah. know, I'll have to watch like Pet Rescue or something <laughs> to get it out. Yeah. Or it'll come out through something really strange later on. Yeah. Like, when the when the teacher said to me when I picked my son up from school the other day, well, Vinny's been a bit handsy today, not kind with his hands. And something about a teacher standing me off, I cried. And I was really? like, why am I crying so much? And I went, oh, because it's not about this situation. It's like the four other things that yeah. you stored up from earlier. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. And you, oh, I love that, you know. It's... it's I'm a child. I'm older than you, obviously. So we, no one cried. <laughs> like it's not girl. Boys don't cry, and girls, well, try not to cry. But it was like nobody cries. <laughs> that was that was how yeah. I was brought up. We don't do crying. Um, and I, like you, have had to learn and, and understand, you know, that what a great release that is. And I do breath work, and I use that in my coaching and stuff. And the amount of people that cry in breath work is unbelievable. And and try, you know, being able to access that that release of emotion because it all gets stuck and gets trapped. Like you say, you're crying yeah. about this, but it's not about that. It's about the 45 things that you've been pushing away and pushing down and pushing yeah. down and that need to come out and up, up and out. And for me, I access it through a lot of it comes through music. I get very I get very emotive around oh, music. Yeah. I'm either dancing yeah. around like an absolute loon at a rave in my lounge on my own or I'm crying on the oh. sofa and so that's how I kind of access it for myself so music's a isn't, great isn't, one I think it's the reason I don't listen to sad music but um do you yeah. know Nicole Leckie no she wrote this incredible series on the BBC about um sex workers but she wrote all the music it's like oh, a right. modern day musical yeah she's just I'm a little bit in love with her she's amazing what's the program called and, um, I'll have to look it up if not just it'll it. come to me okay it'll come to me um bit of perimenopause going on there <laughs> and, uh, and um you, you can you can listen to all the songs on um Spotify and they're all great songs on their own but when you put them against against the context of the show they're right. quite dark okay so it's like a really fun poppy, poppy sort of song. But yeah. It's actually about people paying her online oh. to like look at her tits and stuff. Like it's dark. I yeah. love dark stuff. Yeah. And one of the songs is when she leaves home, um, because there's a stepdad and a half brother, and she just feels cast out. Yeah. And some of it she's doing to herself. There's this song, and, it, and she sings, "I'm nobody's favorite." And I'm like, oh, I love that series. I'll stick that album on Spotify. Most of the songs, there's a bit of hip hop in there. Yeah. And then this song came on, I'm Nobody's Favourite. And I was just like, <laughs> like choking sobs yeah. because it just spoke to the depths of that loneliness of yeah. being late teens, misunderstood, you yeah. know, not having someone in your life that cares for you or looks out for you oh my god wow. so yeah i know that that song's there anytime and she'll access a cry yeah exactly <laughs> i think the, the message to anyone listening is you know you need to find your thing that helps you access the release of that emotion those emotions and Absolutely. like i say breath works a, a great way but music and whatever it oh, is, music watching is Bambi yeah. and animals being mystery i can't watch animals be i, I can't watch animals well i can't watch animals mating <laughs> that's one thing i can't watch <laughs> I hate that. I can't. 
we've gone off on a tangent here. Uh, you know, I can't watch animals being chased by other animals to be killed. Like, no, not can't do that. Or any human hurting an animal, can't. I can't watch that either. No, I made that mistake. Um, I was getting sick of watching like crappy videos on YouTube. So one weekend I said, right, as a family, we're going to sit down and watch a nice, relaxing wildlife documentary. <laughs> and then it happened to be the latest David Attenborough one with the um, killer whales coordinating to flip seals off sheets of ice. Oh, really clever. Oh, clever, but oh. And of course, yeah, at some point they eat the seal and I'm and then I'm looking at my little one, he bursts into tears and I'm like, oh shit, I've forgotten how brutal wildlife yeah. documentaries are. I don't watch any David Attenborough's. I don't care that he's a the national treasure. I can't watch it. Like animals yeah, killing it was each really other. really sad. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I guess if you want to access a cry and some emotion, maybe yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all there for the taking. <laughs> I didn't the other way around, right? I realised I um, really love the drum and bass and I'd left Spotify to go off on a meandering tangent. Right. And this song came on and all my hair stood on end and I was like, oh, this is a chill. <laughs> and I realised I was getting a huge hit of dopamine, which is an ADHD thing yeah. that, that we lack. Um, and and I made a whole playlist of tunes that make me feel that way, wow. so that whenever I need that hit, and I've called it dopamine fix. Love it. And when I know I need a hit, I need a bit of an uplift. I need a mood change. I stick that on yeah. and make my like does the job kind of face. And yeah. So tell me about that dopamine hit then and ADHD because obviously, well not obviously, but I don't understand that and maybe somebody listening oh. might not understand that. Maybe somebody listening might feel like, yeah, they need to kind of, maybe it, it might be helpful. It is the single biggest thing that has like, categ- un, un, that I've not known has categorised my life. Right. Is my life has been one long hunt for dopamine. <laughs> So the reason I racked up 30 grand's worth of personal debt twice. (laughs) Um, The reason I, you know, took risks, stayed out late, could never quit it with drinking and would just always have one more, one more. I'd be that person. You're all shit-faced. It's one o'clock in the morning and I'll come back to the tray of shops. You know, let's go on somewhere else. I've just never had an off button. Right. And I, and you know, like chocolate, alcohol, used to be weed in my 20s Mm. um you know and and like with jobs why I'm either flying high or I'm absolutely crashing I went from having my probation extended to getting promoted in like the space of six months Mm. who does that what is that (laughs) (laughs) um and just this constant seeking for something that's gonna you know like impulsive spending and yeah now I look back at it and I go, oh, that's what you were doing. And now it doesn't mean I still don't do it, but mm. I try to give give myself that dopamine in healthy ways. So like r- river swimming for me is a huge way to do that. I get yeah. a huge hit, but it's good for me. Um, I, yeah, cut out drinking this year, um, mm. replaced it with trip drinks, uh, CBD oil. So okay. Like, not the same, but sort of relaxing. But oh, just the fizzy oh, drink. Okay. I think I get a bit of dopamine just from having a fizzy drink in a nice can, you know. Yeah. Um, and and trying to get outside more, uh, listening to music. So instead of getting it from the unhealthy places, yeah, I try to. I mean, I still got a huge chocolate. 
problem. I'm actually going to do a sugar <laughs> detox in the new year because it's getting out of hand. <laughs> but do you, like, I, I, I get all of that and, that and that's great that you've now swapped all of those or you're in the process of sort of managing that and swapping some unhealthy habits out to try and get your hit in other ways. But for me, I'm sitting here listening to you talk, talk about that. I'm thinking, but do we not live in a bit of a culture where we're all seeking a dopamine hit? Like we all... Yeah you know we're, we're the culture the culture that we live in like this is how the wheels of our economy fucking run let's be honest and, yeah you know yeah, we yeah. need you know we're sold shit all the time and you need this to be happy you need that to feel good you know what i mean it's like mcdonald's happy meal the fuck you know it's <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like they should call it the slight disappointment meal. Yes. Because whenever I get one for my son, yeah, he <laughs> eats the food, but if he looks at the toy and he's basically like, oh, this it. wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> I get the food and I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm like, it's lukewarm. It's not really what I wanted. I don't know why I mm-hmm. ordered it. I thought I was going to get all excited. I get all excited and then I'm like, no, I very rarely have it. But anyway. We but I think that's something about the, the instant gratification, yeah. isn't it? And I think we're too comfortable we live in these you know warm cozy houses you can get you can realize you need a new light bulb and get one delivered in an hour yep you know you can yeah you can get whatever you need whatever you want so fast but and i think you know it's something we try to teach children isn't it there's a whole thing about delayed gratification you know you can't have a chocolate now but you can have it later and I do do that a bit with my son. It's mm. like, when do I ever do that for myself? Mm. If I want something, I'll go and get it. If I want a coffee, I've got a, a bean-to-cup machine in my kitchen. If I want a coffee, there's still a part of me that's like, oh, but I'll go and get a Costa. You know, what's that about? I do that. I, I've got I've got a pod <laughs> machine. I love my pod machine. Me having a coffee, I do it mindfully. I don't do anything else. I love the sound of the pods going in and, the, and then the smell. But there is still a part of me sometimes like, oh, yeah, I'll go, you know, I've got a pop here. I'm going to go and get a Costa or I'm going to go to the little nice little cafe down the road and get one of their nice takeaway coffees. And sometimes I have to go, no, you've got a coffee machine at home with a cupboard <laughs> yeah. full of pods. <laughs> you don't yeah. need to do that. But yeah. it's that. But oh. we're too we're too comfortable, aren't we? Like, yeah. Um, and I think that's resulted. That's one of the reasons that our mental and physical health is so poor. Mm. You know, we're supposed to feel the seasons we're supposed to feel uncomfortable every time i get in the river it's like this thing that resonates out of me where my body goes this is what you're supposed to do yeah that's why all of our towns and cities are around rivers and streams and the sea we would have been in and out of cold water all of the time washing bathing playing Mm. you know like we are supposed to do that and it there's a reason there's all these wild health benefits that come out of cold water and it's because mm. it would have been a huge part of our lives. But now we live in these comfortable, centrally heated houses. Well, maybe a bit less centrally heated this winter. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we don't, we're not uncomfortable. We don't. No, we don't, we're not. We I'm... don't feel, we don't, and, I, and there's so much value out of that discomfort. It brings you into the present, you know. Absolutely. Um, the river is like the most amazing barometer for where you are. Yeah. So you get in, and you and you, you you're just in tune with your body straight away, and you go, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, wow. this is where I am. Wow. Okay. And you just, it's like a sort of mental health temperature check. 
wow. and physical and you you know you can't hide from where you are in that moment that's one of the things I love about it is it brings me back into my body where yeah. I am and I go oh yeah you didn't sleep so well well you know not too many minutes in today yeah it just you can't hide from it I love that wow there's not that, enough of that in that life. sounds very powerful and you know, I use breath work in that way and I use breath work with clients in that way because it, it really helps you tap into yourself mm. and your intuition because, you know, it's the same, not the same kind of thing, but it is, it, you know, it's different, but you're just connecting with your body and yourself and your physicality and your emotions and that's pretty much it. Um, and yeah. So you, there's not all of this distraction and crap going on around you. You're just with yourself. And I guess, yeah. you know, we're 70% water anyway, um, that's why we love water so much. Like I don't like getting in water so much, but I absolutely crave being near it. Like I live two minutes from the sea. I, I love the sun and being by the sea and on a beach. I, you know, I walk up and down that beach every day. I fucking love it. I'm not a fan of getting in it, but unless it's warm and it's Ibiza in August. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but... Uh, it's it's really interesting that you say that that it gives you that. I, maybe I'll you know I'll I, I'll ask some other people what benefits and how they feel about getting into cold water and uh, if it gives them the same kind of sensation and feeling because you know we it's I get loads of clients come to me. It's like you know I, I don't know I'm, I'm not connected to myself. I don't you know is mm. this it? Is this it? Is this my life? Is what is the point of it? Who am I? Like they don't know how to access that stuff for themselves or because one of the things I always ask people to do on a daily basis, is check in with themselves and they don't even know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But for you, that sounds like that's your check in with yourself, like get yeah. in the river and then you, you're like, okay, yeah. I can hear me now. This is like, where I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I was chatting with a client the other day who is a coach and a psychologist mm. and a friend, really good friend. And we were saying, about um checking in with yourself Mm. and that thing where we struggle to go where's the line do i need to rest or do i need to push myself and we're constantly walking along that line going is this is this a rest thing or is this a you need to motivate yourself thing Mm. and she goes you know the reason why we don't know how to do that and we we question ourselves and overthink it and Mm. i was like no and she said because of our childhoods because all that stuff around who knows you best Mm. who knows your what's best for your body that agency was taken away from us generationally that's how parenting was Mm. and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) and it's little things like eating you know my my little one he goes mommy I'm finished and I go is your tummy full and he goes yeah and I go okay just so you know, there's no more food now until tomorrow, for example, if mm. it's dinner. But I, the agency is with him. I trust yeah. him to tell me. He yeah. knows his body best. Yeah. And it's all these little ways. Do you need a wee? Well, you should probably go for one. You know, like, yeah. it's all these tiny ways that parents erode accidentally, innocently, yeah. like, because we didn't know any better, that they erode that trust in yourself. Consent, you know, like, if he yeah. goes... I never, I never, ha- ha- very rarely hug him without checking in first. Do you want a hug? Would you like a cuddle? Well, I'd like to give you a cuddle. Would you like one? And if he says no, I don't. It's all these like tiny little insidious ways. Wow. And I'm like, oh, of course. 
Yeah. You know, that auntie that comes in and gives you a massive smacker on the lips that you didn't want. <laughs> like, we know now that that's not okay because it's it's the message it sends. Yeah. Cumulatively, over yeah. time, all these tiny little things build up and I go, oh, that's why we're not in touch with our bodies. I get it now. Wow. And do you, so so, has, has all of that, those changes with the, like how you're parenting your son, has that come off the back of like some of this stuff of understanding yourself better or is that just through parenting and you know advice and stuff yeah yeah it the bit he he's been the biggest mirror and also then just how do you the question how do you raise a decent human being yeah yeah is is kind of going oh okay well there's brand new information about that yeah yeah and and then it helps me make sense of why I struggle with some of these things yeah. and then I, I see it in him and I go it's all there in the beginning mm. children are kind of born inherently knowing everything yeah. and then we just chip away and erode yeah. things that were there in the first place yeah we so do. I'm I'm more in this place of trying to protect what's already there rather than teaching things he doesn't already know yeah you know? oh god he yeah, knows, he's that. the best teacher he knows it all already and yeah. I'm just going oh that thing where you tuned in with what you need, how do I do that? Yeah. Oh, I need to unlearn something. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much we need to unlearn. It, yeah. oh God, I love I love all of that. I love how you're parenting your son as well. That's amazing. How do you think, it, you know, all of this has in terms of like, obviously, so your relationship with yourself is much better, getting in the, the river is helping that and all of these other bits and pieces, the dopamine fixes, altering all of that. You know, now obviously that's impacting how you parent. How about in terms of work? Because your work is is great and you're flying in business and that. Has it really, do you think some of this, you know, the, the relationship you have with yourself, the ADHD stuff, has that transformed your business? Has it transformed how you work and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I think it has. I think that's the reason this has been my best year yet. Right. Because I think when you fully embrace who you are and you don't apologise for it anymore. Yeah. That's what people are attracted to because they want to do that too, you know. Yeah. I didn't set out to create a personal brand this year, but it's what I've done. <laughs> and it's become a really strong one and people attach certain things to me. And Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just having that confidence to be like, not in a, I am how I am, and if you don't like it, you can fuck off. And I'm not <laughs> like that. But just in a, like, this is me, and like Marmite, you know, you either go, I want some of that or I don't. Yeah. And if you don't, I wish you well, but I don't, you know, we don't need to waste each other's time. Exactly. So, yeah, creating a strong personal brand and standing for things and not being afraid to stand for things and call people out and yeah. have an opinion. Um, yeah, it does a great filtering job. And then I only end up connecting with people who, who have, who share the same values. Yeah. Um, and and just and anyone who mansplains or is not inclusive just gets unfollowed. Brilliant. But it's that, um, <laughs> it's, you know, I'm sensing that self-acceptance, like, you know, you're yeah. accepting, you know, you've come to a greater level of understanding of who you are and how you function and fully embracing that and accepting that and learning to understand yourself and then putting that out into the world you know, self-acceptance, again, you can think, oh, it's a bit wanky, it's a bit fucking personal development, but this fucking yeah, shit, yeah. What, but it, 
But it's, you know, so many of us don't accept ourselves. It's real. That's, yeah, that's why we're all walking down the middle fucking line without an opinion, people-pleasing, because we don't yeah. have a self-acceptance that, you know, we're enough, yeah. we're good enough as we are, and, you know, they're... Yeah, and like this is this is me, and and I'm okay with that, and I'm gonna put that in the world. Not everyone's gonna like me. It's impossible to do that, and it's impossible for me to do that. Um, and I, I've found, and I continue to do it, but I've found that's for me taking responsibility for myself and having the accountability for myself, and really just working on accepting me as I am. Like impatient, a bit scatterbrained, a bit random. Yeah, yeah. I show up, and maybe some people think I overshare too fucking bad I like sharing and it's what I do and just being okay with all of that that has massively massively helped I still have to do it some days I still get a bit twitchy and I forget my boundaries and all of that yeah but it's a ongoing practice isn't it yeah exactly exactly but yeah and I think it's also in that self-acceptance there's an acceptance of of or or a letting go of having to pigeonhole myself Mm. you know um I am a mentor, a coach, a hands-on marketing person, a strategist, a copywriter, a creative. Mm. Uh, I can do video editing and podcast editing and design and all of these things. And actually, like, it's letting go of the need to put that in a box Mm. so that people can understand it and going, the first thing you connect with is is me, you buy me, and then I'll show you the different ways in which I can help you. Yeah. The message is, you know, this is who I am and what I stand for. And if you feel similarly and you're struggling to, you know, find the message that you need yeah. to communicate who you are, then I can help you. Yeah. But um, I meet so many people who tie themselves with knots in, well, I'm a coach over here and then I'm a VA over here and then I also do a little bit of this over here. And how do I market that? And I'm like... Just by being yourself. Yeah. That's your best marketing strategy is just to be you. And you attract like-minded people. Most people get on a call with me and they go, I feel like I know you already through me marketing. Um, and I'm not really sure what you're doing, but I feel like you can help me. And those okay. are, that's yeah. that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Because I've done, I've, I've done the hardest part, which is create the relationship and the connection already. Yeah. And you've filtered and then, out all of the crap in the beginning. Yeah. And it's like when we get in relationships and you know i'm talking about romantic relationships intimate relationships but in the beginning we show up don't we We have all of this fucking well you know i've got to be a certain way dress a certain way put on all my airs and graces and you know don't fart in the first fucking all of that shit but it's bullshit because we're not being ourselves and then someone's falling in love or attracted to a version of us that actually doesn't fucking exist most of the time <laughs> and it's, and it's false. exactly that way in business yeah exactly that way. i always say to people who's your ideal client and they start off on something and i go no who do you love working with yeah who feels like your new best friend yeah where you where you have this amazing connection you do your best work yeah and guess what they're probably you three or five years ago yeah let's exactly. tap into that yeah. it's not because those red flags even if you can't put your 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 finger on it when you first meet someone, they're real because those are the people that will give you a bad review or who will ghost you or not pay your invoices or yeah. require to ask too many questions or you've got to really trust your gut in business, which mm. is not what people, you know, especially when you start out, so many people are, I'll oh, just work with anyone, like literally the worst advice. <laughs> yes, same 
I've had that. Because some of those people will be dicks. And yes, you will learn something from it, but it can be really unpleasant. Mm. And that's really soul destroying. Oh, it can. And that's like doing that bit about understanding yourself and accepting yourself and then creating those boundaries. And it's like, I'm, you know, and boundaries come into play there. And I've massively done it with my coaching and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not going there. Um, it's okay to say no exactly and it's and, and we need to learn that more just in general life and i think yeah doing the work of self and the self-awareness and all of that and trying to you know i always use the word curiosity a lot uh, with clients and with myself and, uh, and just get curious get curious about yeah. why you're doing this you know just ask yourself some curiosity seeking questions and ask that of others as well and it, you know let's just get more curious with ourselves and other people and I think that massively can help you in life um, and then it helps you figure yourself out and helps you you know fix some boundaries in place that you know you you're not willing to go to or cross the line of so yeah Woo! wow that was a quick 40 minutes <laughs> we are pretty much out of time and um, I'm trying to keep these podcasts to 40 minutes off cam um I always end on uh just a couple of really quick random questions to get to mm-hmm. know because you're a very funny lady like uh, I I I know I like your post that your humor I like your sense of humor and I like humor um so these are just a little bit of fun so the first question is if you're okay to answer them you're all right with that it's nothing naughty don't worry don't um, you, don't if you could only this is my favorite question of all i ask everyone this question <laughs> if you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life what would it be um oh it's a drum bass tune called tuning tuning and it's on tuning right i think it's by like dk um and it samples Keith Sutherland from a sci-fi film. Wow. And it just is so dark. I knew it was going to be dark. Me, it makes me feel slightly uncomfortable, but there's just something I love about it. It's like I step into another world. Wow, okay. I'm going to check that out. Transports me, it's wild. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. check that. I'm going to make a playlist of everybody's tunes and there's been some right random ones. So. <laughs> that is a random. Like a proper windows down system up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like those. I like those. I love it. like a bit of drum and bass. Um, one book that you... There's, some people find this question hard, but one book you would recommend everybody reads? Oh, well, at, at least the first one of the Farsia trilogies. The what trilogies? Farseer, as in to be able to see far. Okay. Um, if you like all the elements of Game of Thrones, but you want a better story, you want to stick with one character, and you want something that's really going to move you, Robin Hobb's Farseer trilogies. Like, okay. I ju- I look at Game of Thrones and I'm like, nah, not a patch on it. Even George R R Martin on the on the first, I think it's the first of Robin Hobb's books. He's yeah. like. The greatest writer of all our time. So wow. there you go. Okay. He knows. Okay. <laughs> but not many people know about them. No. But they've got, you know, mythical legends, magic, weird and explicable stuff, beast magic, you know, like <laughs> all, you know, like a general sort of medieval sense, but just way better. I'm rereading them at the moment. Wow. That's good then. Because I just love them it. so much. Yeah. It must mm. be good. Um, Favourite movie? I struggle with films because I don't remember them. Wow, okay. 
but maybe we'll go for a um, seasonal one. Yeah, let's do that. But I recommend everyone watch Bad Santa. Fucking love all those. I love Bad Santa, Bad Moms at Christmas. Uh, yeah. I, I love that's one of my favourites. But I do like a bit uh, of that Elf and the Grinch as well, so I'm not going to lie. Bad Santa is just... We do. We watch them every year. Does it surprise me that you've picked that? No, it's you. just, and, that, and that's when me and my husband picked up the phrase "the fuck." <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> we, we love a good swear, don't we? As well, so so funny. funny, so funny. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, let's leave it there. Um, thank you so much, Siobhan. It's been a really, really nice to have you on here, and for you to be really open and honest about you know what's happened with you and your ADHD and sharing some of that insight. Um, if anybody who's listening wants to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, well, take a listen to my podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. And plug uh, the Unconventional Business Podcast. Yeah. Um, lots of good stuff. Lots of golden nuggets over there. Um, or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm there usually every day sharing whatever pops into my brain. You are indeed, and you're doing it very well and very eloquently. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on here today. It's been a real joy. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. (laughs) And a good day. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the It Starts With You podcast. My name is Sam Adams. I am known as the Real Life Coach. And this is a podcast that is all about exploring ourselves, about us taking ownership for our lives, taking responsibility and our experiences and our journeys into that. I get to speak to some amazing guests and some just all round downright inspirational, awesome human beings. Plus, there's the few episodes of me just sharing my experiences of life and maybe some stuff from coaching my clients. If you want to find out more about me, please head to my website, sam-adams.com. Okay, that's it from me. Here comes your episode. You've been listening to It Starts With You. My name is Sam Adams. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about me, then you can visit my website, sam-adams.com, where you can find information about my coaching and my speaking. If you're interested in finding out more about the podcast and future guests, then please visit our Facebook page, It Starts With You, and also our Instagram page, It Starts With You Podcast. Thanks very much and have a great day.